good seeing you. It's good to be here this morning. It's good to have the, our visitor with us, our visitor this morning. It's just great to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And thank you, Chris, for that uh, Sunday school lesson this morning. Thank Amen. you so much for that. If you weren't here, you missed a wonderful blessing yes. already this morning. Thank him for that and uh, how the Lord used him this morning in that lesson. Uh, does anyone have anything before we uh, before we continue in our service? Word of praise, uh, uh, word of testimony. Brother Mike, I've been saved. Uh, I remember learning about salvation at 12 years old. I remember learning at vacation Bible school. Understood it all. I could lay it out. Had to type in. I've told y'all many times about it. Had five little different colored hearts on it. And I could take that type in and explain the plan of salvation to anybody. Uh, but when I got 18 years old, uh, just a few days before I became legal age, uh, to run and do the things that I thought I wanted to do, uh, I found out that I was lost and that I needed to be saved. I had said the print, I prayed the print of the sinner's prayer many, many times. But I wasn't lost yet, Brother Wayne. But when I got lost, sure. when I knew I was bound for a devil's hell that wasn't created, wasn't made for me, I, and I knew that I'd go there as an intruder, I'd heard the gospel preached. Uh, but the, that's when I got saved, Brother Wayne. It's when I got lost, when I knew I was lost. I, I, I tell people that in my testimony from time to time, and I hear other people. Uh, one deacon uh, at Edgewood, Brother Kenneth McKay, I won't ever forget. Brother Kenneth, uh, he was a grown man and was in church uh, when he found out he was lost. Uh, and he got saved. Uh, you know, our pride to get in the way a lot of times when sure. we're about things. Uh, we'll be afraid to speak up when we know we need to speak up. We'll be afraid to say the goodness and speak the goodness of God, but they, well, they don't want to hear me. I'll be honest with you. I wish somebody had told me more. Uh, but I remember a friend who was just, just with us. He was doing the same things we were doing. Uh, but there was a line. When anybody said anything about the church, or anything like that, he would. There was a line. He wouldn't let him go past that, and he'd tell him, "I'm not living like I should. I'm backslid. But you're not going to blaspheme God. You're not going to talk about the church of the living God in front of me." And I remember, I thought, "Lord, if you want me, will you get to him? Uh, would you show me that you're real through him?" And it wasn't long. The Lord was dealing with me heavy, and he and I got to work together one night. And he said, Bobby, I just can't go and do the things that we did anymore. Amen. He said, I went to church Sunday and I got my life back right with the Lord. Amen. And I've rededicated my life to Him and I can't go do those things anymore. And right there the conviction welled up and I said, well, don't think I'm some kind of copycat. And that's all I said to him. But it wasn't long a young man that had touched his heart who had been wild and he and I had almost been in a fight. The police broke it up before uh, this bunch of boys, he was on one side, I was on the other, and the police came in, and luckily I had moved uh, my car to a more, I had moved my car up to another group of boys and got into it with them. Uh, that's what I did. And just because I did, I didn't go to jail that night like everybody else did. Uh, but that boy went to jail, and I didn't even know he was in that car with them until later and he's witnessing to me and he's told me show me the scars on his chest where he put out cigarettes that night when he was so high he was just showing how tough he was he still had the scars brother wayne even years later after he got saved how that he was working with us had been praying for six months for a job and he's working with us and I don't know, I'm just going to mind the Lord and tell it all this morning. And, and he was showing me this, and he witnessed to me. And, and he had gotten saved, the Lord had dealt with him in a mighty way. And I knew how the Lord was dealing with me. And, and I bowed that night, and I got saved. And I've testified here about what happened when I got saved. About the Lord met me face to face. Sure. And how he went into me, went to my feet and my head, and twirled in my stomach. It felt like a well just opened. Flowing. Huh, but I know this. Huh, I thought that I had the goods all the way up until the time that I realized I didn't. And Brother Kenneth would always stand up and tell huh, that there's probably somebody that's in the same shape. There's somebody that 
that just don't understand why they don't act like everybody else does. Now, if you can't feel something this morning after the Sunday school, and if you missed the Sunday school, by the way, you just missed it. You missed something good this morning. And you always will if you miss Sunday school. But this morning, hi, Brother Chris poured his heart out. Brother Chris, how we have been in the same shape, Sister Pam and I. Uh, we would live in our uh, mobile home, and, and it was even so the point that when my little daughter, when she got old enough to write a, 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 a story, uh, she told about her little rusty trailer that she lived in. And, and man, Pam and I couldn't figure out what she was talking about until we looked at the underpinning, how that was brand new when we put it on, but it had rust spots in different places. Well, at her eye level, that's all she saw walking up to the step. And we realized that. How about we're thankful in that when we had a need, how we'd go out to our car, we wouldn't tell anybody. How about we'd go out to our car and there'd be a check or an envelope with money in it in the front seat. And it was always exactly what we needed. Now, I just came this morning how that God knows how what we need before Amen. we need it. Bless how before Lord. we know we need it. Sure. How he knows what we need spiritually in this service today. Yes. He knows that we need to realize today that it's not when things are great that we make a difference, but when things are hard and dark in our lives, Amen. how we walk through them makes a difference than everyone around Amen. us this morning. Amen. He's so good that this morning he's God so worthy bless. to be praised. Yes, this morning I, I've been saved. I, I got saved when I needed to get saved. And I'm thankful this morning I ain't perfect. I ain't never been perfect. But I tell you this, the God that dwells inside me is perfect. Everything that he does is perfect. And if I don't live right and I walk away contrary to what I should, it's me and not him, Brother Wayne. Right. And that's what it is this morning. This morning, I need your prayers this morning. I certainly do. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take up that much time. Mind the Lord. Mind the Lord. Mind the Lord this morning. Amen. Brother Wayne, dear she just texts all of us in the office and she's in the emergency room and she's got a blood clot in her jugular. So they're sending her home on a blood thinner, but she's having a breath. Y'all just pray for her. Amen. God bless. I just want to share, I have a family member that I really believe that um, is on that threshold of either going on in back and in, going into the world and, and walking away from the Lord or they're, they're going to get a repentance situation this morning. And I'm just asking for the church. Um, I'm not sure if they went to church or not, but I'll share with you Pastor Steve yesterday. And uh, is that a, this person's at a crossroads. They've been through a lot of things. They've locked, they had a death of a child. Locke um, had, had a job loss, broke his back. I mean, God has... God has brought them through some really traumatic things. And, uh, but right now, he's just playing with the devil. And there's no other way I'm just saying it any clearer than that. And um, the Lord really has dealt with me. Um, because I tell you, the devil messed with the wrong family. Let me just say that this morning. I'm a praying woman, and I, brother, just like I believe in the power of That's prayer and God I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I tell you, God got hold of me yesterday and this morning and just said, you know, what do you believe? Do you believe that nothing is impossible? You still hold on to that? And I do. And I That's know the enemies attack my family. And uh, I'm just telling you, he messed with the wrong woman this morning. God bless he messed you, with the wrong woman last night when I got that call. And I tell you, and I say this to a lot of people because I know you have family members that are, that are on that threshold of the devil just taking and dragging them to hell. We as Christians, we have got to get the fire of the Holy Spirit back in our life yes, in a sense of really believing Amen. Pray, that what we pray, mm, I just felt you, Lord, on me. I tell you, we just got to believe and we pray that we know that our God, our Father, that in the name of Jesus, there is no other name given to man that can be saved. But we know that in His name, He entrusted that name to us to pray, believing 
that Amen. nothing is impossible when we ask Amen. the Lord. And, I, and I'm praying right now for that. For yes. redeeming power of the Lord Jesus to take this person right now and bring them to a place of godly sorrow, sure. repentance, and salvation. And God will get a hold of them. And I know y'all have many family members that are just going in and out, in and out, in and out. There's no stability. I challenge you to get before the Lord and you pray because you're not just praying for them. You know, just, oh, oh, Lord, just change them. You're praying to keep them out of hell. Right. And we got to get an understanding that you know, there are people sure. that are going to hell. And if we as Christians do not start praying and pray for the fire of God in our life to rent our soul and to rent us so that we will say, Jesus, save them, do whatever it takes, pull the rug out from under them, whatever I need to do, Lord, that is hindering any growth in them, what needs to be changed in my life. Change me, Lord. Create me a clean heart so they can see you in me. We just got to do it. And we got to have a passion. We got to pray because their life depends on it. We've got to pray. You know, Jesus went to that cross and he shed that blood. What a price was paid for salvation. We've got to get that to see Jesus on the cross again. I think sometimes we just need to see Jesus on the cross and understand the price that was paid for salvation. It is so high a price. And we can't just throw the towel in on these people and say, well, I've tried, I've done this, you know, and be stubborn and full of pride. We've got to repent of our own sin. We've got to get before God and look in that mirror and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for what I'm doing that's not right. What's not in my life that's wrong? And then we go and we say, okay, Lord, now that my heart's right with you, I'm going to pray for this person for deliverance and salvation. And we're seeing people in, in their church families just being ripped apart. And saying, listen, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And he is after Christian families. Amen. He is after those that are just kind of in and out, kind of sitting on the sidelines, observing. You know, he wants us to be on fire for him. He does not want lukewarmness in us anymore. He, he, he is a... He paid too high price for us to go around and look for We can go to be on fire for Jesus because our lives, the enemy is coming after our bigger families and people we love so much. And we just can't give up on them. We've got to dig in. And I tell you, this is what I felt this morning. I, I got up, I said, Debbie, you just messed with the wrong woman. You are not touching my family. You are not taking any member of my family to hell in the name of Jesus because I will pray till I drop. And I believe my Heavenly Father hears every word. Yeah. And if we pray, believing that we're going to see a result and the sin that's in our life, you know, we get sin out of our life. They can look at our life and say, well, wait a minute, there's something different. Something's different. You know, Brother Bob, what you just said, when they see you go through things and they see how you handle things differently, you don't lose your temper, you don't get mad, you don't want to, you know, tit for tat and play games with God. You want to be real with God. There's going to be salvations coming from people that we would look at and thought, man, they're just a lost cause. It's not true. The devil wants you to think they're a lost cause, and he's a liar. He is a liar. You just keep praying, you keep believing, you keep standing in that gap. The Lord said, I am looking for one that will stand in that gap. Are we willing to lay down our pride and our sin to stand in the gap for the lost? Are we really willing to do that? I'm asking myself, you know, am I really willing to uh, to fast and pray? Because there's situations. Now I want to share something. Y'all can sit down because it may take a minute. I'm sorry. But oh, bless you. God bless you, Sister Maggie. I dug in and I dug in deep. 
Pastor Jesus, you and God to give me the strength to, to go through whatever it takes to pray for this man's soul because I felt like he was at that threshold. The enemy wanted him so bad because he knew what he was going to be in the Lord. And he told you, you've been praying for people and you've given up. I'm telling you, I feel like God is telling me in the name of Jesus, don't you give up. You dig in deep. You get along with God. You do whatever it takes. And you believe God for a miracle. Here's my miracle right here. This is my miracle. And I tell you, on seven days of fasting, on that seventh day, something in the Spirit happened. And I felt something just break. And it wasn't something that just broke for him. Something in me broke my pride. It broke seven days of the Spirit. Things from my past, hurt, unbelief, bitterness, unforgiveness, all these things I could feel in the Spirit just broke after that seventh day. And I was set free. And I knew Jesus was going to deal with my husband, take care of him, and he was going to bring him to that place. And right after that, I watched my husband go to the altar. I watched him get up a different man. But I knew he was there was devils on him that wanted to drag him back from old sins and things that he had been involved in. And I watched as I closed my eyes. I could see this, and I'm just going to be real graphic here just to tell you what I saw in the Spirit. I saw an angel standing beside my husband. When I closed my eyes, and I saw two demons on his back. Can I share it there? One was a demon of pornography, and one was a, just a lust. And I watched that as I, we prayed in the Spirit and prayed, and as he was repenting and asking God's forgiveness, and as he began to repent, I watched that angel reach down and take that demon off his back and pull it off of him. Now I'm telling you, there's, there is deliverance sure. and there is a power of God that we have, but we have to do it God's way. And I tell you, even Jesus said, some people can't be delivered without prayer and fasting. And we've gotten away from that. We've gotten away. And I say it to myself, you know. But I tell you, when I prayed and fasted for my husband for seven days, I watched a miracle take place. And I just, I just challenge you. Get along with God. Get in your prayer closet. You may go in like a kitten, but you'll come out a lion. Because the righteous are as bold as lions. And the Lord knows we need to be bold right now. We've got to stand in the gap for the ones that are too weak and helpless. They, you know, they're lost in sin. They're minor. <coughs> There's a lot of confusion in the mind when you're in sin like that. But when you see God deliver them, their mind gets clear. They have the mind of Christ. And they change. I just challenge you, don't give up on people that God has told you. You may be the only, only person that's going to pray in passion and fast and pray for them. But I just ask you, if you have any lost family members, dig in deep. You know, I've got someone right now that I know is probably headed to church, but they need to be at that altar, and I'm asking in the name of Jesus right now. I just declare deliverance and salvation for the person that I'm thinking of right now, Lord Jesus. And brothers and sisters, I ask God to agree with me. Yes. They would be delivered today. Yes. Today. Oh, In Jesus' name. Yes. And I'm sorry I took up too much time today. Bless your heart. God bless you, brother. I want to ask, I've been it's really been on my mind the past two weeks. In a word. The word has been, it's boots on the ground gospel time. It's, it's boots on the ground gospel time. That means it's time for us to reach out to the lost. Look at our community. Look what's happened recently with murder, death, destruction, drugs. It's on us. We're commanded to be salt and light. If we don't do it, who's going to do it? It's on us. Can we, all, can we all just go to the office and lay all this down? I mean, I think that we did that this year. Yeah, Once it can, if you don't mind, come to the office. We have so much to pray. We just need so much to pray. Brother Steve, you want to submit to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come down to you, God, Lord, that you've heard these 
testimonies, God. You've heard these requests, God. You've uh, heard this faith and boldness, dear Heavenly Father, as we stand, Lord, and believe and trust, God, that you will do what you said that you'd do. And God, you have a track record, dear Heavenly Father, that we can look back to, dear God, that you've been proven time and time again in our lives, God. When it looked like there wasn't any light, Lord, at the end of the tunnel, God, you came through with flying colors, and God, I pray again one more time, dear Heavenly Father. Uh, we're facing challenges, dear God. We know the devil's on the rampage, dear Heavenly Father, poisoning the minds of, of those that are out there, God. And we pray, dear Heavenly Father, today, God, uh, that you would intervene, uh, not tomorrow, not the next day, but right now, Lord, we pray that you would intervene in their life, dear Heavenly Father. Help them to see where they're at, God. Put the fear of dying and going to hell into people's lives your Heavenly Father that don't know you and the free pardon of sin. God, we pray and help them to realize, God, that you're our only hope, dear Lord. And Lord, when we do that, dear Heavenly Father, we realize, God, that you're our only hope, you're our strength, you're our salvation, God. It'll help us, Lord, to turn up from our evil ways, dear Heavenly Father, and be what you would have us to be, dear God. I pray. Thank you for that, dear Lord. I pray for Sister Maggie, son-in-law, Lord, please, Lord, help me to see things Lord, as you have to see it, God, strengthen that marriage, dear God. We know the devil would love nothing more, dear Heavenly Father, than the care of heart. Uh, but God, we pray that you would just strengthen that marriage and help you, dear Heavenly Father. If he's lost and undone without you, God, I pray that your convicting spirit, even right now, Lord, I would finger around his heart, Lord, help him to see where he's at and where he can be with you, God, I pray. We thank you, God, for all that you've given us. Thank you for what we felt in this service this morning, dear Lord. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the prayer warriors that we have here that we know, dear God, can get a prayer out to you, dear Heavenly Father. We're thankful for that, God. But help us, God, to grow stronger in you and to be that you'd have us to be. And God, if there's any in our midst, in this whole congregation today, Lord, that might be lost and undone without you. God, I pray that they turn loose and believe to the saving of their souls. Lord, I pray. Thank you for all you've given and done. It's my most precious thing. Thank I remember one time I was a young Christian, had a lot of zeal. I took my sister to revival and we got back five minutes later than, than what was first set curfew. And uh, I had a confrontation with my dad about it, or he confronted me, and he was real harsh and real hard. And and I, I knew what was wrong, Sister Maggie. I knew that he needed to be saved. And, and, and so I, I said that to him, that I was praying for him, and that just made him that much more hard, and that, that, that much more hard on me. And, and I remember praying for my daddy many times for a while to the point that I just gave up. And, and I thought, Lord, he, he, nothing's going to change. And then when the Lord, that's when the Lord just showed me uh, that it was him that made the change. And, and, and so... Uh, it wasn't long a preacher man by the name of Lonnie Jones uh, come to visit mom and dad and invited him to church and it wasn't long that dad got saved and mama got saved and, and I remember uh, thinking Lord you just showed me you have your power but it wasn't long after that sister Maggie uh, that I was in the uh, this church had already ordained me as a deacon and I, I was the one in that questioned the mouthpiece in my daddy's ordination as they ordained him over there at Mount Sinai where he was going. And I'm just going to tell you, that ain't nothing. We, we think all we got to do to the Lord is just say, show me. Sure. The Lord is more than sure. happy and more willing to show us. And I'm thankful for that. I could stand here for hours about the things that the Lord has shown me yeah. that I've wondered about and never saw possible in my own life. No, but I know this this morning. If we just trust Him and depend on Him, it doesn't matter if we don't know the direction we need to go right now. We need to listen to Him and go the direction that He sends us. No matter how dark, no matter how we, no matter how big the giant looks, 
Uh, we just need to see it for what it is. Another circumcised Philistine. Uh, God knows how to handle them. Sure. He always has. Uh, but, but that's just what I did. I had given up. And then the Lord privileged me to be the one that questioned the mouthpiece in my daddy's ordination. And, and I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done for me today. But He will. He is a prayer answer. He is. He certainly is this morning. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Ain't the Holy Spirit wonderful? You just feel it moving in the service. You know, power prayers, you know, I'm going to ask you. Prayer. Happy Lord. I'm going to answer prayer. It wasn't for some lady to pray for me. God bless. I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here today. And I just don't want to thank you. Thank that group of ladies that pray for me, but I'm going to thank God for answering those prayers. I'm going to answer prayer for that. And, uh, you know, I know I'm probably thinking that's about my hair. Hello, Brother Chris. Brother Chris, this message he or Chris's uh, lesson this morning got me thinking, you know, you were all, you know, God promises. He promises eternal life, you know, with us as believers and Christians, you know, but He never promised us how we're going to get there. And all of us is going down different paths, different paths. And some, you know, if God told us how we're going to get there, we probably wouldn't go that direction. We would probably wouldn't be where we're at sure. today. That's why He don't tell us. Because we're, our lives, the direction that we go are going to directions that we're witness to someone else. Amen. We don't know what's ahead of us. We don't know what's ahead of us tomorrow. But you know, God does. God does. And He promised us that He will get us there. But He tells us how it's going to get us there. You know, He's going to get us there. And Chris, thank you. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's all I got. But Amen. Anybody else? Happy Lord. <coughs> I appreciate what I've been able to feel this morning. And those of you that know me know that uh, there's nobody that tries to get out of preaching any more than I do. I, I pray for services where the Holy Spirit just take over and and that I can just sit, amen. But if I don't get this out, I'm going to pop. Amen. And, 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 and I'm going to try to be as brief as I can. And boy, I have fed off of this service this morning and I've every testimony. Sister Maggie, what a prayer warrior you amen. are. Amen. I, I'm so glad to know we got folks like that in this church, yeah. Lord, that can get a prayer out. To say, Satan, you're messing with the wrong person. Amen. Somebody said that. Somebody said, boy, you stepping out. Amen. I remember Peter and John one time when they were beaten and threatened for preaching the gospel and they were told to go out and not mention this man Jesus no more. And the Bible said they went out with boldness. And what did they do? They just went back out preaching Jesus again. Amen. Amen. I love you today. And I appreciate you, and I'm going to be as brief as I can be uh, 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 this morning. But uh, if you'll turn your Bibles to the 20th chapter of St. John, very familiar scripture, and uh, I'd like to read this and, and I'll just share with you just for a minute the testimony that the Lord has given me. <clears throat> 20th chapter of uh, the Gospel of St. John, and. Uh, Right here at Christmas time, it's it sounds like an Easter message, but uh, but I'd like for uh, for you to listen to the reading of the scripture. It said the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and she seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre. And we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulchre. So they ran together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying, uh, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which 
came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own home, but Mary stood without the sepulcher, weeping, as, <clears throat> and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and see two angels in white sitting the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, Now I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he shewed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had uh, said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins, <coughs> whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins ye retain, uh, they are retained. This is the authority that Christ gave to the church. He said, but Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, uh, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We've seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of his nails, and put my finger in the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not uh, believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord, my God, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they uh, that have not seen and yet believed and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God and that believing you might have life uh, through his name and if the Lord uh, give us a thought just for a few minutes this morning while you pray I want to preach on the thought that feeling is believing today and somebody said uh, preacher, you reckon that Thomas actually had to physically put his finger into the nail print of Jesus' hand? Do you think that Peter actually had uh, to physically put his hand into the hole in, in Christ's side? Uh, the Bible does not give us a record of that. And at any time uh, that, that, that uh, uh, Thomas ever touched him or uh, put his finger in the nail prints of his hands, but he recognized him as his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to talk to us just for a minute. But if you can't feel nothing today, it takes feeling to believe today. I appreciate what you said, Brother Bobby, that there's a feeling to this thing. Amen. You can have folks that can encourage you and they can give you financial speeches and how to save money speeches and all these things today. It might help you 
you for a little while, uh, but Jesus Christ uh, has the ability and the power, Sister Renee, uh, to put a feeling inside us uh, uh, that we can't describe. Uh, uh, the Bible said, uh, and I thought about this, uh, uh, it's far better felt uh, than it is told today. Uh, I've never been able to preach it, Maggie, uh, like I felt it from the Lord, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I have some good times uh, over here at the house of God. Uh, I've had a good time today uh, in everything that's been done and said. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something, Brother Wayne. Uh, there's times when it's just me and the steering wheel uh, and the presence of the Lord. Uh, and I can feel something in my life today. Amen. 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 Feeling is believing. Amen. Thomas made a very bold, bold statement to the other disciples. When Jesus had come and, and he saw them there, and Thomas was not in their midst. The Bible said the door's being shut. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. You ain't got to physically open the door for Jesus Christ. He comes through the walls. Amen. And the Bible said that they saw him standing there. And what's the first thing Jesus said when they saw him? Peace be unto you. I'm going to tell you something today. Jesus Christ brings peace. He's the only one that can bring peace in the midst of the storm. And he's giving me peace right now. Peace like a river that surpasses all understanding. <laughs> Bible said that, uh, that uh, they went and they told Peter, they said, we've seen the Lord. You wasn't there. They were gathered together in some room somewhere. And, and, and the reason they had the door shut and probably had them locked was for fear of the Jews. Amen. And, uh, and so uh, Jesus had already been crucified. He had risen uh, from the grave. Amen. And uh, a lot of folks, when he walked this earth that 30 some odd years, there was a lot more folks that saw his miracles than saw him after he was resurrected. Yeah. Amen. He wasn't here long after he was resurrected before he ascended back to the Father. But they told Thomas, they said, we've seen the Lord. Thomas loved Jesus. He did. You go back and look at the scriptures. Amen. He walked with Jesus. I appreciate you teaching on faith. Amen. About Abraham's faith. And even where Abraham wavered in his faith a little bit, it teaches us. You know, a lot of Christians today are struggling because they waver in their faith a little bit. And the devil puts in their mind, they devil will say, well, if you waver that much in your faith, there ain't no way you're saved. Right, right. And just tortures people yeah. about that. <clears throat> but I'm going to tell you something. You and I are human. Right. And even though we've been saved, we're still in this carnal, fleshly body that's, right. that's going to rot away to the dust of the earth. Yes. Right. Amen. And we're in a continual spiritual warfare. Yeah. Right? I know I make mistakes. I have to ask for repentance every day for things that I think, for things I don't do that I should have done. But I'm glad I've got an advocate with the Father. He knew this when He saved us. That's right. He knew this. And we've got an advocate with the Father. Thomas was a good man. He loved Jesus. But he had missed out on the part where Jesus said, as Jonah was three days in the whale's belly, three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He had missed out on that. And said that he would, uh, that, that he would be resurrected. Amen. And uh, Thomas just, Thomas probably had seen him crucified. He probably had seen him taken to a barred tomb and buried there and the rock put before it. And he just could not believe. He just could not believe. You may be struggling today trying to believe something today. Mm -hmm. He could not believe that somehow or another that this man came back from the dead. Amen. You know why Jesus was still with his same body that he had? Because he was sinless. It was sinless. That's why I can show the nail scars and the hole in the side. This you're looking at is not going to heaven. Amen. This is. And and so Peter, I mean, uh, Thomas said, Thomas said, unless I 
Not only lest I see, but unless I put my finger in the print of the nails and put my hand in the hole in his side, I will not believe. Amen. Eight days later, praise God, he's so merciful. Amen. Eight days later, the disciples were back in the little room again, doors locked for fear of the Jews. See, there was, during this time, there was, a, there was some trouble going on that, that some people thought his body had been stolen and, and there was just all kind of confusion during this time. And, uh, and, and these disciples were afraid because of what, uh, what the Jews might do to them. But this time, Thomas was in the midst with them. He didn't miss church that day. And uh, he, the uh, Bible said that once again, Jesus appeared in the, in the room with them. Doors be locked. <laughs> and what did he say to them? Peace be unto you. <laughs> Has he ever spoke peace be still to you, Brother Robert? <laughs> Amen. When the disciples went to the back of the ship there, and they were in a storm tossed around, and they thought, he doesn't care that we're dying. He's back there asleep, taking a nap. <laughs> and, and they said, cares not that we perish. Well, if anybody cares, Jesus does. He knows the storms you and I are in today. Amen. Right. Bible said he got up and he said, peace be still. And I love this part that I feel like the winds and the waves and all that had no choice. No choice. No matter what the weatherman said the forecast was, they had no choice but to obey the Master's voice. Amen. Amen. Feeling is believing today. Amen. You may be here this morning. I believe there's somebody here this morning that, that you feel a finger in around your heart this morning. Amen. You've heard, you've heard the presence of the Lord here in this service all morning. He's been here, he's been here since the first song. And he's here right now. And there's an uneasiness. There's a little uneasiness in your heart because you've heard folks testify. You've heard Brother Bobby preach and testify about how the Lord saved his soul. You've heard Sister Maggie testify about what God did with Kenneth and their marriage and what God's going to do with other problems that she's facing. You've heard folks get up and You've heard Brother Wayne time and time again up here as he leads the singing. You've seen tears fall from his eyes as he's singing a song or announcing a number of songs. And you're wondering to yourself, where does all this come from? What causes all of this? It's a feeling. God it only comes from God today. Amen. It's, it's a feeling from Him. Amen. There's a lot of folks today that's on a road to a devil's hell. I'm not trying to be ugly or graphic, but I'm just being honest. They're on a road to a devil's hell, and they have made the statements that unless God does this or that, I won't believe. To a lot of people, it's foolishness. I've got people that are friends of mine. They're friends of mine. We, we, we stay in contact. And they in no certain words let me know that what they think that I'm doing on Sunday morning is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. That used to bother me. It don't anymore because I get to feeling more and more about Jesus inside. Amen. It bothers me for them. Right. But they don't know what they're missing. Right. They don't know what they're missing today. People are challenging God, saying, if you'll do this or do that, I'll believe. Jesus told them one time that the scribes and Pharisees seek if after a sign. And there shall be no sign given except that of the prophet Jonas, as he was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall some men be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. If you don't believe the preached Word of God today, if that's not enough, 
let you get the feeling from God in your heart today. If these songs that you've heard, the testimonies that you've heard, amen, that ought to stir something up. Boy, I just about come off the bench. I was. And I was thinking, boy, I'm going to get out of preaching. <laughs> boy, I'm going to help the Lord today. And, and there's, a, there's a feeling that comes with it today. Nobody has a certificate on their wall from the United States government or from, the, from Montgomery, the state of Alabama, or anywhere else that says, I was saved on such and such a day. None of us do. Most of Washington couldn't care less. Because they don't know what you're talking about. But down in our heart, we felt something change. Right. Down in our heart. Amen. 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 And we know that we know that we know. I used to think because I don't understand everything in the Bible that, 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 that I was missing something. There's mysteries there that you and I are never going to understand on this side of the grave. Amen. I appreciate Liberty Hill Church and how they look at different things. I've been to churches, well, if you don't believe it this way and if you don't believe it that way, and everybody got our... But I'm glad that we're paying millennials. That's right. <laughs> Aren't you? That's right. Aren't you? I've seen it pan out so many times with the Lord. Hey. Things that I did not understand, but I put my trust and my faith in Him and say, God, this is higher and bigger than I am, but I don't understand. I don't understand all about it. But God, I believe that it'll all pan out. That's right. I believe it'll all pan out. And I'll tell you another thing I believe. I believe that when it's all said and done and Gabriel's trumpet blows, amen, I believe I'm going with the church. Amen. 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 I ain't got no more business here on earth. Going with the church. Boy, that just thrills me. Amen. That just thrills me this morning. Oh, I'm glad that there's a feeling that comes with it. The Samaritan woman at the well told Jesus, he, she said, when Messiah's coming, he will tell us all these things. Jesus <laughs> said, I'm the one who's speaking with you. I'm the one you're looking for. <laughs> Amen. And that had such an impression on that woman. Right. Such a feeling in her heart that she couldn't help but go and say, come see a man that told me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? The people on the road to Emmaus, Cleopas was one of them, and I can't remember who the other was, but they, they were on, and this was after Jesus was crucified. He had been seen of several over here, several over here, and they're on the road to Emmaus, and they're discouraged and down and out because Jesus had been crucified, and this was the third day, and they ain't seen him rise yet. And, and they're, they're talking to one another. Maybe that wasn't him. Maybe it wasn't him. He said he'd rise on the third day. And I don't know what time it was on the third day they were talking about this. They probably get late after that. You ever, you ever be waiting on somebody and say, they ain't going to show up. <laughs> and the Bible said that they were going along there and they were talking. And here comes Jesus in their midst, walking with them. Hey. Just walking with them. Right. And uh, he was asking them what they're so sad about and what they're talking about and all that kind of thing. And one of them said, are you just a stranger in Jerusalem? Do you not know what just took place? The one that said he was the savior of the world, they crucified him and placed him in a bar too. And, and, and he said he would rise after three days and we're at the third day and we ain't seen him yet. And we're doubting Doubting. The Bible doesn't say this, but you can see it. You read it. They're doubting that they will. You see, they, they didn't recognize Jesus at that time. But Jesus began to expound them on the scriptures. He went all the way back to Moses and he began to expound the scriptures. And they thought to themselves, boy, this guy, even though we don't know him, he's just a stranger here, he sure does know a lot about the Word of God. 
He is the Word of God. The Bible said they invited him home to eat with them, eat dinner with them. He'd come to their house and, and they were so intrigued by his preaching and what he was saying, they, they, they invited him home. And as they sat there, the Bible said that their eyes were opened and they saw him, who he was. And at that time, he vanished out of their sight. See, after he was resurrected and he was seen of people, you didn't see him very long before he disappeared again. But I'm glad, Wayne, I can't see him with these natural eyes, but he's making intercession for me every day. And he's giving me peace every day. Do you know what the two men on the road to Emmaus said? Did not our hearts, say it. Did not our hearts burn within us. Amen. Amen. Feeling. There was a feeling. If you can't feel it, I will be begging God to give me that feeling. Amen. Amen. I know what it, I know what it's like when I feel alienated from God, and I don't like that feeling. I want that feeling of His presence Amen. to know that He's driving the bus. Amen. Right. Amen. Boy, <laughs> it just fills you. Just fills you. Amen. Feeling is believing today. If you're here this morning, maybe you just hadn't felt for a little while what you'd like to feel. And sometime in this service this morning, you've, you've gotten that feeling back. You felt it. Boy, I have. You felt it. Maybe you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, but you feel the tugging on your heart. I can't explain how he does that. He did it to me while I was in the bed by myself. And I did not have a preacher or a, or a, a, a chaplain or a counselor, human-wise that is, to tell me what I was feeling. He said, this, this boy he got sense enough to get out of the rain, but I'm going to save him. I'm going to save him. And he did. And he did. Well, I'm glad today what I can feel that in my heart. Aren't you glad what you can feel today? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? If you couldn't feel nothing, there's all kind of there's all kind of cults around you go with that, that, that everything that you want is out there. Worshiping everything under the sun. But this one you can feel something in. Right. This one you can feel something in. You ain't got to worry about your God being like Dagon and falling down on the ground next to the Ark of the Covenant and the people having to patch him back up and set him back up and the next day he's falling again. You ain't got to worry about that. Your God will stand when the world's on fire. Amen. He'll stand when troubles and trials and tribulations come into your life. He'll stand. He'll be there for you. He'll be your best friend. He'll go with you to battle. Appreciate what you said, Brother Mark, about boots on the ground. Amen. It's time. Amen. We get boots on the ground. That means not fighting a war from afar off, but that means getting in the midst of it and getting down in the action. Amen. Putting on the full armor of God. Breastplate, boots, helmet. Amen. And saying, Coach, put me in. Yeah. Boy, I, I get brave and bold when I get real close to the Lord, but I'm like a little God bless him, Lord. I'm like a little scared chicken when I'm not. Yeah. I love him today and I love you. Yeah. My prayer is today, as we come give us a song, is my prayer is today. If you're feeling something and you're waiting for something more to happen. If you're looking for fireworks, if you're looking for this or that, but you feel a little tugging down in your heart, why don't you come and get what the church has? Get what the church has. The church has Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'll promise you this, and I'm not a salesman. I couldn't. I told them when I sold air conditioners, I said, it probably won't last long. Get out of the driveway. But I'll tell you this, you can, you can, can be guaranteed that Jesus Christ 
Amen. will do what he said. He Amen. And you'll have a life more abundant. You'll have a life full of joy no matter what's on the other end of the phone line. <laughs> you'll have a life filled with joy. You'll have trials and you'll have tribulations, but you'll have somebody holding your hand bringing you through every one of them. Let's say, amen. Everybody stand. 318. Amen. Mm -hmm. 